Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger. Today, we're talking about rebuilding trust, the journey of hope and redemption. I'm talking about one of the things I deal with more than anything else is helping couples heal from infidelity. So, as I've said many times before, infidelity is no light matter. It's a very heavy matter. It's very intense and very serious. Betrayal is devastating to the person who's betrayed, oftentimes to the person that did the betrayal as well, and to the children involved uh, that get affected by it. It's, uh, it's, it's just devastating to the whole family, sometimes even extended family. It could really just totally dynamite the system that's been in place, that at least everyone thought was in place or appeared to be in place, when the secret is revealed, it's discovered. But I spent a lot of my time helping couples um, heal, and I'm passionate about it. And that doesn't mean that every couple needs to stay together. I, I have honored and even assisted uh, people who were betrayed to leave a relationship where they, they're just their heart wasn't in it anymore, or they just couldn't get over the, the devastation of the betrayal. People have a right. I, I'm not here to tell people to stay together or not to stay together. But for many of the people that do call me, it's not so simple. And yes, they, uh, the betrayed person is tremendously damaged, but it's okay that there's a part of many of them that they really want to try to work it out because they see something in their partner that um, is, is still good. They realize the energy and the commitment that they've put into what they've built as a couple, sometimes as well as a family, uh, in their homes, businesses. And so for many, many people, it's worth taking a look and changing. And so there oftentimes is hopes and dreams that both partners come into when they see me, they're hoping that there's a way for them to make through that and to make them whole again because they've broken. And how do we redefine ourselves so that we could come together in a way that is nourishing and joyful someday, and hopefully not into not in the too long distance future. Oftentimes people call me very soon after uh, they've discovered the infidelity. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's much later. But oftentimes, I'll get a call from the person who cheated. who said, I've been discovered, and my partner just moved in with their parents, and I'm now I don't know what to do, and they took the kids. And uh, or sometimes it's the betrayed person that's absolutely devastated. But there's still the hopes and dreams that somehow, you know, with my assistance, uh, that they'll they'll be able to heal and, and help themselves. For many of them, they know that uh, they 
that there was something wrong before that they didn't listen to. The film of the betrayed person didn't. There were there were th- there were problems that they ignored, and oftentimes I tell these people that were betrayed that ignored some red flags or yellow flags that they should not hurt that they should not be harmful to themselves. They should be kind to themselves. That there's a lot at stake. It's easy to avoid those yellow flags and red flags because we want so much for it to work. And I do say that for many, many, many of the couples I see that there is reason to hope. There's reason to dream that you could have a a relationship that's healed. And I'll say one more thing is that oftentimes when couples are able to get to the other side of the devastation, they find that their relationship is better than it was before. And I always follow that up by saying it doesn't mean infidelity is a good thing. It's a terrible thing. There are probably better ways to have a healthier relationship. But sometimes the crisis of infidelity does lead to a process whereby at the end of it, it was never an end, but as they go through this process of, of recovery, that they learn how to be more deeply connected, that they, that maybe one of them or both of them didn't speak their mind in many ways. They avoided conflict. But going through this problem that they were able to go through, they realize now they have the courage and maybe it's even the necessity to be upfront, to be open, to be honest with each other, to be bold at times. A lot of times in terms of boldness, it's not just the boldness to assert oneself, it's the boldness to create an adventurous relationship, one that re-injects risk, not stupid risk, but risk or novelty into the relationship they had when they first got together. But now they have to recreate that risk. Now, a lot of times the infidelity itself creates a newness, but that doesn't last. Couples ultimately need to learn how to, you know, create habits, do rituals where they don't slip into ruts. So in their quest to repair the relationship after infidelity, they may have many challenges. There's triggers that the betrayed person has. There's the shame oftentimes of being fooled. The person who did the betrayal is oftentimes ashamed of what they did. I've had many people, even recently, uh, couples I've worked with, the betrayed person goes, I'm so ashamed of myself. How could I ever do such a thing? I've one couple I've worked with uh, very successfully recently where his words were something almost exactly like, who was that man? How could I do such a thing? But the truth is that there was a part of him that he wasn't dealing with that snuck up from him when things got tough. And he made those choices. We're not giving him excuses, but he made those choices because there was some unexplored part of him, unexplored part of him that kind of hijacked him. So once he was able to realize what that was about and work through some of his issues, childhood issues, even issues as a young adult, and now as a middle-aged adult, he realized that he had to totally redefine who he was. And as he redefined who he was, closer to his true self, he became a much better risk. So there's a lot to hope for. And as in this particular couple, as he started to 
catch himself when he was being very, very hard on himself. And he was hard on himself about the infidelity of himself too. And even though I, it's understood, and of course it made it clear he was, surely wasn't a sociopath, he had a lot of remorse. But ultimately, he needs to understand that his extreme self-criticalness is what got him to such a low state that led him to act out and betray his partner. So in his case, his wife, who understood, who's wise, who could look deeply into a situation, realized that the kinder he was to himself, even about the infidelity, the better risk he was. As a matter of fact, she became one of my, she was my primary agent in helping him learn to forgive himself. I would say that she forgave himself before he forgave himself. It's not always that way. Every relationship is different. Every process of healing is different. My point is that there, there are, as we explore and go deeper into who we were or what, what part of us made us do that thing, it could lead to lots of reasons to hope and have redemption. And what happens from the inside out both people begin to trust each other more. The person who betrayed trust uh, his or her partner so that he or she could be more open with the person who maybe they had secrets from before and now doesn't have to have secrets. The person who was betrayed can now trust the fidelity of that person because that they see that the person who did the betrayal is changing from the inside out. That's where the repair comes from. People changing from the inside out, which specifically oftentimes means they become aware of parts of them that they avoided consciously or unconsciously, ignored consciously or unconsciously before, and now they get a chance to delve into these shadowy sides of themselves so they could be more creative with it and become safer as partners and more open. This leads to rebuilding trust, reigniting love, reigniting passion, and creating a future filled with hope and fulfillment. This is what couples do when they're on that path. With me for sure, that's the path they're on. And there are challenges, even as couples thrive as they get to the other side, there still could be triggers. And that needs to be appreciated, honored, understood, communicated about, listened to. And so it's not an event that happens, it's just a process. But it's also a never deepening process that does lead to that trust and that redemption that I am speaking about. I am inspired by many of the couples who heal from infidelity and thrive as a couple again. Infidelity is ugly, but it can heal. Oftentimes the metaphor I use is that I have a little scar here and I have a scar here, but I'm still, I'm still beautiful. 
mean, there's infidelity. These committed relationships have relationships have scars, but they can become beautiful. And it's through this healing process that that could happen. So I just wanted to talk about that, and hopefully, this can be inspiring or at least pique your curiosity about what's possible for you if you're going through anything like that, or if you know someone who's going through that, that there can be room for hope. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity Podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to ToddKrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.